I'm Paul Wicker. And I'm JD Prater. And today is June 29th, and these are your top nine PPC headlines from the week. What is headline number one? Headline number one, two billion active users on Facebook now. Did you a uh, huge announcement that they just came out with this last week. No surprise to me because um, they're pretty much beaming the internet over drones now. Did you see that headline as well? I did. They have their second test flight of the Facebook drone high altitude plane thing that uh, <laughs> is supposed to fly over very rural areas and beam them internet. Yeah, I, I like that uh, they're really excited because this one, quote unquote, landed perfectly. Yeah, the last one crashed, <laughs> so they're not quite doing so hot. And there's some people that say this is a very long-term project. Although if Elon Musk can create a rocket company in no time, I don't see why they can't just fly this autonomous, uh, self-powering plane 30,000 miles in the air. Sounds easy. Yeah, they should just team up with him, put some, uh, put some Wi-Fi on, on, on his drones. Oh, on Elon's. Yeah. Elon's got enough stuff. So that's why we're not surprised. One of the reasons we're not surprised, Facebook's up to 2 billion users. Um, and really, uh, there's another story. We're already on our third story. There's another story mm-hmm. about the fact that Google and Bing pretty much own the entire advertising market. So there's an article on Inc. And uh, the headline says it all. Google and Facebook now make more from ads than every newspaper, magazine, and radio network in the world combined. So really, Google and <laughs> Facebook are just dominating advertising that is combined uh that's not terribly surprising like um just looking at where i spend money and where people are it's really consolidating and i don't even think it's anything that they're doing in particular with like any kind of like ad units necessarily i think it's just they've done such a great job of capturing attention and that's really the name of the game uh, when we think about the future of advertising is we need your attention and how can I capture it and I mean between search and well search is like their big one obviously they dominate search Uh, and even in in Gmail you know people used to laugh because Yahoo dominated uh, email for a while then Gmail came out was for free and people like why would you use that and now they're the like most successful Gmail company and they just announced they're gonna no longer scan emails for uh, advertising purposes so in the past Google used to read your email and then sometimes you'd get little ads in your email. I don't know, are they still going to serve ads in email or they're yeah. just not going to yeah. read them? Yeah, I think from what I understand is they've already got the information. They have enough to know about you and who you are that we don't need to do this anymore. We can, we can you know, give you back a little bit of your privacy. Um, but anyway, I think a part of it too was um, they're trying to like refresh it, make it a little faster, easier to use as well. So I don't see them, from what I read, like they're not getting rid of um, ads, but they are going to stop scanning your emails to hopefully make Gmail that much faster and easier. And it's, I guess if you've been using the corporate version of Gmail, like, mm. like we do here yeah. at AdStage, then you know there are no ads and they don't scan. So I guess this is bringing it more in line with their kind of what they call G Suite uh, email application. So probably makes it easier for them to manage too if they just have like one email product. Right, right. Cool, so Google is gigantic. And in fact, there's another stat on them um, because you know they've been in the news quite a bit because they've got slapped with a pretty big antitrust fine over in the EU. Ooh, yeah, 2.7 billion dollars 
uh, I, I <laughs> that is so much money. I, I can't really. I know that I know that they make a ton of money, and I get it. But that's a huge fine, like massive. So basically, they're getting in trouble because shopping ads were uh, deemed to be not leaving enough room for competition. So if you know how Google serves uh, shopping ads in the general, like on the general result, results page, you know, they're kind of mixed right in and they often get kind of top placement and they're paid ads only, so they're not organic. And, uh, you know, they basically got sued, Google got sued for saying, look, you're putting your shopping ads too prominently in your search results. It's not fair to other folks trying to sell stuff on Google. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I get it, but at the same time, I mean, Google probably has to be thinking, what? Like, don't use Google Search then, or don't use Chrome, or like, this is this is what this is how I make my money. I give away my free search, I give away my free Chrome browser, but in return, I'm going to put ads on my search results. And guess what? I'm going to you know use. Uh, relevancy or whatever it is to put the best ads up front like I don't have to put my competitors ads front and center on my products and you know this is from memory but at one point Yelp sued Google here in the US for mm. something very similar saying that when people do searches for restaurants you know the Yelp results were way down there and Google kept featuring their local results or their map um, and it brings up kind of a fundamental question about the role of government and business because you know these are antitrust regulations in the United States we have uh, I, I don't know all the acts I know there's the Sherman Antitrust Act and a few others that go back um, you know hundreds of years well a hundred years in this country to prevent like single companies from creating monopolies and just mm -hmm. controlling the market fixing prices and making sure that there's a fair market and competition so I get it you know if you have one company that owns almost all of search they effectively own the market so if then they control uh, like opportunity within that even though they created it it starts to uh, take competition away yes yeah. soon it's just whatever Google decides happens happens and we have no choice as consumers it's true I mean we can even go back as far as like even like Facebook and their algorithm you know looking back a year from now when they made a lot of updates and all of a sudden we saw a lot of fake news uh, stuff coming up in your newsfeed. I mean, it's the, kind of the same thing. How this algorithm really controls what you see, and how that can really play out um, outside of just money. And if you were worried about Google, don't be, because Google's <laughs> parent company, Alphabet, which owns Google, even though Google is the lion's share of the revenue, um, it's worth six hundred and thirty-nine billion dollars. So the fine, if you do the math, comes out to point four two percent of Google's total value. It's equivalent to finding the average American household $336. Hmm. Um, so it's, hmm. it sounds like a lot of money, and it is. I mean, it's, you know, billions of dollars. But for Google, it's, you know, like they said, it's like if you, well, and that's based on making an $80,000 uh, salary. So that's not a household here in San Francisco. You would not uh, be able to survive. But if you have a household income of $80,000, you're getting a fine of 336 bucks. Which no one likes to pay that, but it's like, you know, yeah. it's like a parking ticket here in San Francisco. If you don't pay it on time, suddenly it's like $400. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And uh, la la last thing I wanted to see uh, for you, like it says like from the EU, do you know like this fine, does it go to the EU 
like and then like what what is the EU going to do with almost three billion dollars? I think it covers Brexit. Okay. <laughs> so this is just like we lost the UK, but we find Google uh, three billion dollars. Gotcha. So, gotcha. To be real, Google is worth more than almost like every country's GDP. Yeah. If you get out of probably the top twenty, you'll have Google. I think at one point in an interview I did with someone, I actually looked it up, and Google would be like the 16th largest country or something like that. Something outrageous. <laughs> um, what else? So from Google, do we have anything else? I think. Yeah, we've got the their VR ad. How could I forget? Yeah. So compelling. Pretty, pretty interesting. I, 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 I include this one just because it's kind of like the future, right? So when we see VR, I think the market... It, or at least the the technology is ahead of the market in this in this regards because not all of us are walking around with you know oculus and cardboards on our heads but um they are testing out advertising and how to put in advertising and i'll, I'll include this in the show notes but you should go in and take a look it's like the most obtrusive ad i've ever seen <laughs> so they're definitely looking for developers to work on it and to test it out so take a look but this may be the future of advertising as far as vr goes i mean it is i've said on this this show uh, whether it's our headline show or the interview show many times that i can't imagine the near future does not have us all in ar vr nonstop. and if you have an agency you should go pretend like you know what you're doing and start creating vr ar ads because they're going to be everywhere yeah. These first version ones, yeah, look like crap. But remember banner ads on like uh, Prodigy? They look pretty terrible too. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I take my own advice and go start a VR agency, but I have no desire to do that. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of you go getters who runs an agency, just spin up a little VR team and start selling it. I bet Procter and Gamble calls you next week. <laughs> um, Bing. Let's talk about Bing. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so Bing launched a, a pretty cool new feature that uh, it's called inline competitive metrics and it's kind of uh, referred to in like our, our um, agency world like share of voice metrics which is basically just comparing you to your competitors and you really couldn't uh, see this unless you had like a Bing rep that was like working with you and it was really cool. They could pull these really cool reports for you and um, help you with your competitors and then you could say like, yay, here's my quarterly uh, review, here's my report. Check this out, you guys, we had you know 80% share of voice in the auction. So it's, it's basically a combination and basically is a impression share against your competitors. But now you can easily see it right there in the in the columns. And if you know AdWords, it's as usual the same thing AdWords has. So it's impression share lost due to blank. So impression mm -hmm. share lost due to budget. Impression share uh, lost due to ad relevance. They have five of them, <clears throat> and impression share. So they have impression share, and then what impression share you lost due to budget, rank, ad relevance, expected CTR, or bid. I think AdWords only has three. I think they have bid, budget and relevance but I could be wrong sounds right but but Bing rarely does stuff that Google doesn't so we'll probably find out they're all there in AdWords but if you've ever done so this is really useful if you're doing budget management and you're trying mm -hmm. to look at multiple campaigns and decide where you should be increasing and decreasing budgets if you look at your impression share and then you look at your impression share lost due to budget if you're not losing many impressions because you're being limited by budget then um, well, let me do the math right you want to make sure you have enough 
like you are losing impression share because that means if you raise your budget there's more to get mm -hmm. but if you're not losing impression share you can raise the budget all you want and it's not going to spend any more money because you're already getting all the impressions you want so if you do spend more money it's probably uh, just going to you know inflate cpcs more than anything yeah I think the the coolest one that uh, search marketers that we're all going to love is this impression share lost to bid. Uh, I don't know how many times I've had someone, or you've always kind of like wondered in your head, like, what if I raised my impression, you know, like, what if I raised my bid 10 cents, a dollar, $10, whatever it is, like, what's going to happen? And now you can get a really good understanding of your impression share lost to your bid. So your maybe your bid's just not competitive enough. And now you can easily know that answer. So really exciting. And I can't resist looking in AdWords right now to see uh, what the impression share metrics are called. We'll get back to that, though. Yeah, get back to it. Let's uh, go. Uh, let me do uh, this uh, one more for Facebook that they did, and then we can uh, come back to that. Um, so Facebook also just came out with a new landing page view optimization. So before, we had link clicks. And then you would go on to like maybe GA and you would go and say, wow, like I only had 100 clicks from Facebook, but Facebook is reporting 150 clicks. Why is, there so, like, why is this so far off? Well, now Facebook is trying to help out advertisers by giving this uh, detail of people who are actually clicking on your ads and actually making it to the website. So this is slightly different in that the fact that you can click on something and not make it to a website. And there are several reasons why that could happen. But now you can actually um, see this as a metric in a column and then even take the action of optimizing your ad sets to, um, uh, for this like actual like metric. So it should definitely improve the quality of your traffic. And I think it's something that uh, you should go in and take a look at in your business manager for sure. And in a lot of the articles, they talk about, you know, should you use this? Um, and it, basically, Facebook tells you if you're still doing conversion-based optimization, use that. Right. Um, if you're doing, so they made an interesting argument. If you're doing brand stuff, continue to optimize for link clicks, because maybe that's the outcome you want: is they see your brand and they click, even if they don't end up on your website because they close their browser or they hit the back button or they lose internet. I mean, it's. Okay, I guess if you really just want ad impressions and clicks, but like, yeah. I don't know, that's a little bit weird. It feels like they should just get rid of link clicks and yeah. replace it with this. But if you don't have a pixel on your site, they can't yeah. use this. So That is key. Uh, it does make sense if you're not optimizing with the Facebook pixel on your site. They can't do it. Right. Do you, uh, that, that is a really good caveat. You have to have the pixel placed on every page that you are sending traffic to. So that is, that is the one thing. I would recommend putting it on all your website. And then eventually uh, we're gonna talk about Facebook analytics. Take, you know, keep an eye out for the blog in July. I've got um, some pretty cool stuff coming out for that one. But uh, I agree with Paul. This is pretty much what I would be optimizing for if I'm a performance marketer. So now- If, if you can't get conversions. If you can't get conversions, right. Uh, okay, uh, I did find in AdWords the competitive metrics available on the campaign level, they're a little bit different on different levels, but on the campaign level, there's impression share and then impression share lost due to rank or budget. So that's it. So I was almost right. I yeah. think I made up a third one. But yeah, so lost due to rank or budget is, is AdWords, but Bing gives you all kinds of crazy ones, like bid, which is wonderful. Yeah, bid's cool. It'd be interesting to start 
maybe running some reports uh, about hmm. impression chair loss due to bid in Bing and make some observations about our bid, our bidding. Yeah, that would be a really cool blog. Let's talk Snapchat, maybe? Yeah, let's do it. Last, this is the last one, right? Yeah, last this article. is nine. This nine is number of nine. nine. Number nine is uh, you now have the ability to create custom geo filters right in the app. So you no longer have to create them on the desktop. You can put them right in the ad when you're on the go and you're trying to do some really cool stuff. I'm creating one right now. Are you really? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm going to try. Uh, so we talked about geofilters maybe last week because they just announced them. You used to have to use the desktop version. If mm -hmm. you want to do a, a nice one, they still recommend you use the desktop version. But they want to give something to the average user who's not, you know, doing these for promotional re Well, for ad reasons, promoting brands. They're just those crazy Snapchat people. Yeah. And it's, it's actually pretty cool. So within the app, you, you don't get as much customization. However... Uh, a couple of things for you to kind of keep in mind whenever you're doing these, what they're calling on-demand geo filters, which are in your settings. You can, um, you just kind of like select from a list of like preset occasions. Maybe it's like a birthday, maybe you got something going on, and then you can select a template that they have going on and then edit it uh, with your text or bitmojis or maybe their, their sticker library. You specify the time, the location of where you want it, you define your area, and then you submit it uh, for approval. So that approval process can take up to a day. And the best part about it is the price uh, starts at $5.99. So super cheap to get started if you want to create your own on-demand geo filter. $5.99? Yeah. yeah. I thought you meant... Five hundred and ninety. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, five dollars ninety nine cents for okay. uh, to make that clear. Well, I didn't create a geo filter, but I did get a great snap of you reading the news while I have antlers. So that's pretty cool. That's all we got for this week. As usual, you can find more of these headlines on our SoundCloud channel. And if you have any ideas for the show or for headlines or anything, just hit us up at that stage. Thanks. Thanks.